Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon or evening or whatever time of day it is as you are yes. watching or listening to this broadcast. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday, where we are celebrating three years in community. Three years. Woo, woo. Wow, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to get your thoughts on what you thought this would be like three years ago. Uh, three years. That went really quickly. <laughs> very, very quickly. Um, I, I certainly didn't imagine us being where we are today. Um, we had a vision, we had an idea, uh, we had a thought of being in community, and and shortly after launching, the pandemic came. Well, let's Blessing. let's do our introduction and then let's come back to that. Like, I'm asking you, but I'm not really asking you. Just <laughs> glad to be here. Glad to be here celebrating three years. I am asking. I said, let's come back. Let's get to it in a minute. <laughs> so my name is Mark Christmas. I'm a Reiki master and director of Holistic Wellness at Nia Center. And who you just heard speaking. Uh, on my left there is Naomi Poole, founder and spiritual director of uh, MD of uh, JD, MBA, soon to be PhD, all of those, all those titles and so forth. There uh, the NIA Center is an interfaith and empowerment group. Right? Our vision and values are oneness, love, and joy. Our mission is to engage, educate, and empower one another through interreligious engagement, holistic wellness, integrated life, and social justice programs. So Sacred Space Sunday is our bi-weekly sacred shared space for spiritual growth and learning. We draw insights from sages of the past and present, inspired texts, ancient wisdom teachings, and ethical principles that like to add to individual and collective insight application and spiritual life. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, three years. Good morning, Latanya. Hey, what's up, Elsie? Good LTJ? morning, Auntie. Hey. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yes, uh, three years. Three years ago, well, it was more than three years ago. We had the vision, but we started the first broadcast three years ago. So tell us how this came about. Now, I mean, you're you're pretty good with stories. <laughs> it came about in a coffee shop in Lower Manhattan in between doing some diversity, equity, and inclusion for a one of the large museums in New York City. And on my way to meet with these individuals, thank you, thank you, thank you, LaTanya. Um, I was sitting in a coffee shop, getting mentally prepared for the day, and I had a divine download. And um, that which is source, the source of all ideas, the source of all inspiration came to me as an inspiration to um, lead a community of like-minded thinkers, like-minded seekers, thinkers in the sense of that we're seekers, that we're, we're clear that there is an energy and intelligence, a love, a presence that exists and continuing to understand 
what that is and our relationship in these physical bodies and in relationship to it and relationship to one another, our meaning and purpose for life, to explore that and to explore that in a way that wasn't limited to the teachings of one tradition that would be willing to embark on all wisdom teachings of the past and the present to really seek to inform ourselves in a way that is authentic and also allow for differences of opinion and people to not agree, but know what is true for them. And so with that, that wild idea of, of space, been in many spaces, but none that really um, to me had that as their mission and also one that was interactive and looked to be in conversation, not to be right, not to be, as we say, the sage on the stage, um, but a, a, a leader of thought to promote dialogue. And so uh, we have evolved and we continue to evolve. We continue to seek, we continue to grow and are, are continuously grateful for our growing community. Yes. Yes, and uh, it's it's been quite a journey, right? I don't know how many shows we've done, but I guess it's <laughs> yeah. we probably should know that number. We probably should count at this point. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, thank you, Auntie. Thank you, Big Wolf, too, uh, for your congratulations. We appreciate it. We appreciate your support. Uh, I was looking at the Twitch a minute ago. I think Big Wolf, too, has been a subscriber. For 21 months, so two two years of that, three years. Wow! Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you for that. Um, it's been it's been uh, I think really we've touched on so many topics. We did a replay last week for those of you who saw on. Um, I keep wanting to call it fifty. You know how to activate 500 genes, but Nate, what, what was what do you call it? I deleted the the title. Living through food or something. Yeah, basically, it, 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 but basically, it was uh, how to how to embrace a livid, right? A livid that is is consistent with who we are as infinite beings aligned with source and nature, and how to how to develop a livid as opposed to a diet. Because we, right. we're not trying to be here like running fast dying. forward to dying, and right. yet we're continuously. I mean, just it's. Just language is so powerful, and I never really thought about it before. And even the replay was like hearing it the first time that, yeah, we're like, yeah, diets don't work. Well, yeah. duh, it's called a diet. Why would <laughs> we think that a diet would make us more healthy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to my father, Ben Yadiel, uh, uh, Israel, uh, Christmas. Um, and so uh, uh, for leading us through that conversation. And yeah, so actually, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've been putting some of that into work, like starting the day. We talked about how do you do the transition diet, starting off with the living water in the morning. Your transition, live it. Your transition, yeah, live it. Transition, live it. How do you transition towards a plant-based? I'm not plant-based. I still have bacon. Well, I had turkey bacon yesterday, but I did have bacon. I had a burger this weekend. So um not fully plant-based at this moment. I don't know if I, that's, that's a mindset shift for me though, on whether that's something I could really move to. I'm sure I could, uh, but if it's something I will move to, maybe that's a better way of describing it. Uh, so many, uh, you know, I call myself a, a eatitarian, which means I like a little, I like to eat a little bit of, I like the option to eat everything. You know, I don't eat it all 
all the time. Uh, it's not too many things that I don't like to eat, except for chitlins. I'm not a big chitlin fan. Um, but I do like some ribs, and I do like bacon, I do like uh, hamburgers and chili and uh, nachos. I think I might make some turkey burgers today. I don't know. We'll see what happens at the grocery store. So, um, so we were just talking bacon. <laughs> yes, D. <laughs> um, no, we were just talking, you know, about just kind of like what's happening in the world. Uh, and I don't know if you all saw the article about or heard on the news around the, the immigrants from Venezuela that were shipped to Martha's Vineyard this week. But yeah. uh, and the, the way, the, according to the, the news arc I read, I mean, who knows how accurate they are, that they were lured onto the plane, told they were going to Boston and they were going to expedite work for them. Uh, <laughs> Elvie, what's up, Elvie? Um, and then they ended up in Martha's Vineyard. They're like, where are we? What are we doing here? And many of them don't speak English. And so they had to take people, kids that were in high school that spoke Spanish and use them as translators. You know? And so the whole Martha's Vineyard is in uh, uproar right now trying to handle. I think it was only 50 that, that, that landed, but... Um, the governor of, of Texas, or, you know, the planes left out of San Antonio, but he claims he hadn't, they had nothing to do with it. But they do appreciate the support uh, that they got. And I guess uh, Governor DeSantis from Florida was supposedly the one that, that coordinated. But so much happening in the world, right? So much happening in the world, so much things for us to think about um, and, and be in prayer about it. So I think today's topic of how do you pray is, is really pertinent to, to what we're going to be doing. So Nay, I know I jumped in and interrupted the uh, uh, announcement. Go ahead. No, this is good. And and as you said, I think it's a great lead in to our conversation today. And I just want to um, acknowledge Elri for this comment here. Goddess essence, blessings, love. I see that KG Dean is on the line. And so, um, you know, Elri and I have had zero conversations, KG Dean. So I, I really appreciate um, this vibrational alignment of, of calling into the presence here, the goddess essence. So thank you so much, Elri. Um, your spirit knows the resonance of this um, language that you share here today and um, that I, I will take and embody personally. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, um, Elri, for being um, a channel this morning and reminding me of uh, who I get to show up as in this conversation today. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. Um, so yeah. <laughs> who is this guy, man? Who is this, my love? All this love, Elri. <laughs> We know there's I'm, many forms of love, Mark, as, as, as we have both preached on, I'm, right? I'm not a jealous person, man. So you, you can tell you, man. Just, don't, just don't be kissing on her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, for announcements, you know, you all have been here before. We do want to acknowledge any who are having birthdays in the month of September. I think Auntie had a birthday this month. Auntie got a birthday, right? We we've been having celebrating her birthday for two months, as is only proper. Um, and so, but she actually does. Her birthday is the September nineteenth. <laughs> September nineteenth. 
So in one day, in one day, right? Because we had she attended a birthday and we tried to turn it into her birthday. And right. so um, <laughs> now yeah. the real birthday is just about here. And we love you and bless you and 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 welcome you into your new year, your new revolution. And right. so for all that have birthdays, um, my niece Zoe Leake has a birthday coming up. And so blessings to her and her new revolution and all those with birthdays in this uh, Western calendar month. Happy birthday to you. What and do you call it? Western calendar? Well, there's many calendars. There's the lunar calendar. So just like the <laughs> in Judaism, they're, they're celebrating their um high holy days coming up and why these dates are not the same every year in our years is because they use a lunar calendar yeah. system. Ramadan. Has, yeah, exactly. Islam has a 13 month. And so it's a different calendar. So we, we operate as if there's only one way to capture time, but you know, time is a construct. And so we say, on this Western calendar that we're using. I just hadn't heard that term before. Is that some of your theologians speak? No, I just said it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the only one who said it, but I, I'm not I'm not you're using woke? a term of art as as they say. I wasn't Is that, using that's just you being woke. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna try um, and stay focused today. We're gonna try and stay focused today. Hey, hey, Dean, is that the bat the banter that you like? She says she likes when we banter back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you who are newer to our community, as we look to grow in this moving into this fourth year, um, you can find us um, in just about all of your favorite social media locations. So where you see us, follow us, subscribe to us, share our, our broadcast, our, our, our community notes. Um, and uh, we also have, for those of you who are on Facebook, we do have a community group called Allverse. And so we would love for you to join our Facebook group on Allverse as well as to post. This is an open community for all things positive. So share your positive thoughts, videos, uh, different events that might be going on. If people are in your local community, this is meant to be a community page where it may look like that there are only a few posting. That's only because that's a few choosing, not because it <laughs> is limited. So um, find us there and we would love to see you. And feel free to contact us um, at neacenter at gmail.com. And so if you have questions, concerns, feedback, want to speak with us about how we can support you, um, Mark through Reiki services, me through spiritual coaching, um, certainly reach out to us. If you have guests that you would rec recommend that we might consider to invite to Sacred Space Sunday, this is the way to let us know. If you have content or topics that you'd like to hear more about, this is the place you come and let us know. And if you would like to join us live here in the studio, this is where you can contact us and let us know. Right. So well, we, we also have Dan Otero's birthday coming up on the 19th as well. Happy birthday, Dan Otero. We love you and we miss you. <laughs> and so um, 
We also have a podcast now. For some who it is much easier to consume content through listening, um, and so you certainly can share this with others that any place you find podcasts, including Audible, and it should be on Amazon, Apple, uh, Spotify. Uh, we use Podbean, but you can find us on any one of these platforms. So we are excited to be able to grow our community and be able to say that we, uh, you can find us anywhere you podcast. So I think that that about sums it up, except to say um, our next Sacred Space Sunday, as always, is two weeks from now. So that will put us squarely in October. Yeah. Birthday month for yours truly. Who? Me. <laughs> When's your birthday, Mark, for those who care? October 24th. October 24th. October 24th. October 24th. And mm -hmm. we are so grateful for you to be bringing in a brand new October. I yes. know. I know a year ago, October 4th, I had a stroke. So it was a, a yes. celebration of a year of recovery. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ashe. <laughs> so uh, good things happening all around. Um, please continue um, if you find it in your heart and in your spiritual practice to support us through love donations. We do believe in the spiritual circulation of money, like every other bit of energy. Money is my own natural energy yield money is my own natural energy yield money is a form of energy and so if you draw energy from this broadcast uh, we are grateful if you choose to return some energy in the form of love, love donations which just equips us to be able to expand and bring more energy uh, through those love donations and the circulation just continues the circulation continues so thank you for all who continue to support us and for those who continue to support us in the future so uh, with all of that, Uh, let us take a moment and go ahead and really become present to this moment. Find our own infinite selves to find a moment of presence. So we invite you to fully arrive in this sacred space. Fully arrive in this sacred space. A sacred space that is available to you wherever, whenever you are. Any space in which you reside is sacred by divine right by default we must simply choose to recognize it and connect to it So I invite you to find a posture of presence. If sitting, if standing, 
shoulders up, back, down. Shaking all that dirt off your shoulders. Letting go. Releasing the weight of the world. Releasing every new story. Releasing every physical manifestation of dis-ease. in this releasing everything that came before this moment with no anticipation for what comes next choosing peace in this sacred moment Letting go of tension in your fingertips. Relaxing your toes. The bottom of your feet. Releasing any stress in your ankles, calves, shins. Gratitude for the connective tissue that are our knees. Letting go of the weight that is borne by our thighs, our hips, our hips that grant us mobility and releasing any resistance that is residing in our hips. tailbone that holds our spine, the sacred space that is the chakra of our lower abdomen, and gratitude for our waist and our waistlines, whatever the form, for they house our vital organs very light essence. Our chest that holds our heart, our lungs. Moving to the shoulders that connect to our arms and limbs. that if we have them, then we are very grateful that we have arms, hands, fingers, 
mobility. In this moment, we are grateful for whatever mobility we have. Giving thanks for the connective tissue that holds for many of us response, but not all. And so if you have the gift of voice, sound, in this moment, we are thankful. If your communication is done through your hands, in this moment, we are thankful for the hands that can communicate the eyes that can communicate. We are thankful for communication in whatever form. Knowing spirit to spirit, heart to heart is an energetic vibration that requires absolutely no outer physical ability. And we are grateful for any illness of awareness. And this mind that can be the channel to unlimited joy, love, creativity, generosity. and when disconnected pain. Today, we choose to live in alignment with our essence, our God and God's essence, our spiritual essence, our divine essence. That part of us that always was and always will be the collective we. releasing the weight of the world in this sacred moment. It is from this space and place of unconditional, infinite love that we bless this time together on Sacred Space Sunday. We bless all beings that are with us now and forevermore, knowing that all is well and good. May we be the channels of love and joy and oneness. May we communicate, may we thrive and guide one another in a way that serves all. Giving thanks and releasing this to the infinite intelligence knowing all is well. Well.
and death. And so it is, Ashe. Amen. Very powerful. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, that's one of my favorite parts segments of the, of the show. <laughs> What's up, Reverend Reverend Brown? How you doing, there, bro? <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Well, so, I think we have an introductory reading. Did you want to say anything before we moved into that? Well, um, you know, we've in the past we've done a couple of talks on the Sermon on the Mount. So this is, um, I guess, this is, part of it is kind of dedicated to the Sermon on the Mount. The part of the Sermon on the Mount was Jesus teaching the uh, people how to pray. They asked how to going to teach them how to pray, and so the reading is dedicated to how do you pray. Got it. Okay, so I will be reading from Matthew 6, 1 through 13. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, Pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Very Maybe one of the most famous prayers there is, right? Um. So why don't we follow that with the affirmation? I am Monroe Brown. <laughs> okay. Because we have two, two, two Brown the thirds. Is that right? Yeah, we've got Harry Tamar Brown the third and Moreno Monroe Brown the third. So we've got we've got two Brown the thirds. So grateful for that. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, with, with our affirmations, we ask that you, you know, I'll, I'll say them and you repeat them after me. And that, um, that throughout the week, you know, maybe you take a picture, a screenshot of it, you can look at it, refer to it during the week, could you repeat it during between now and the next Sacred Space Sunday. And so the affirmation is I am connected to the divine within through my prayers. Let me say it again I am connected to the divine within through my prayers. We'll do it one more time. I am connected to the divine within through my prayers. And that's our affirmation for the next couple of weeks. Remind you to, to, to put that somewhere and include that uh, in your in your daily affirmations uh, that you that you share with the universe. Because uh, you know in the beginning was the word. And so we know things uh, start with the power of spoken word and to speak them out present and this helps to connect you and bring it forward to the truth. Okay. Uh, awesome. Anything else, Naomi? Let's get into the uh, the subject. Nope. Okay. Okay. So, how do you pray? Now, this is uh, this topic has been with me for quite some time. I just wasn't sure how I was going to approach it. I prayed on it, and and so uh, hopefully that you'll get something from this. I, I figure prayer is something that maybe many of us has heard of, right? Um, and uh, attempt to do, and maybe to, I've heard a lot of different thoughts about it. And, um, you know, uh, and so I wanted just to explore it and from my point of view, and I want to open up a conversation and a dialogue on what you think about what I've shared and, and your thoughts on how you pray. So, so what does it mean to pray? Let's start there. So to pray means to communicate with God, right? Now that can mean thanking God, praising God, confessing something that you've done wrong to God, or even expressing a need you have, right? I mean, it, it can even mean just talking to God as you would a friend. Right? Now, learning how to pray is really about developing a relationship with God, right? Now, we know that relationships are built on moments of connection, right? And those moments of connection bond you to another person. And many of them center on communication, right? Many of those moments. Now, the words you say and the way that you say them. Now, there's this thinking that prayers and affirmations heal body, mind, and soul through the power of prayer and affirmation. The science of prayer said that prayer is the science by which we can attune the human mind and will to the consciousness and will of God, which goes with the affirmation uh, 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 that we just said around to the divine within, right? Um, now, uh, when praying, man's aim, when we believe the man's aim highest aim to bring glory to God, right? And there's a couple of scriptures that I'll connect to as I talk about these this next several sentences. And then the, the first one is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, so whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 31 uh, in RSV. So this includes praying according to God's will, but first we must ask for wisdom, right? And if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it would be given unto him. So James 1.5 tells, tells us that. 
that any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. Now, in asking for wisdom, we must also trust that God is gracious and willing to answer our prayers, right? And so, but when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, just like James 1, 6 says, ask in faith, never doubt it. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So prayer is tied to faith and believing that what you're praying for, that God hears you and will answer you and has already done it, right? And that's why we say, and so it is when we answer, when we finish our prayers. You hear now and I say, and so it is. Um, and so also, you know, it tells us in Mark uh, chapter 11, verse 24. So whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours, right? So, so pray according to the will of God. Praying according to the will of God includes asking for wisdom to know the will of God and asking in faith to trust the will of God, right? So uh, let's talk about what is prayer, right? Now, I've, you know, there's, uh, I think, a lot of thoughts. People, I've heard people say that uh, thinking of prayer is prayer itself, right? Uh, many people often say that prayer is just talking to God as you would to anyone else, right? Now, it, it's true that a relationship with God contains many of the same ingredients as our other relationships. But there is at least one unique factor, right? We can't rely on our human senses of sight, sound, or touch to connect with God. So talking to God is just like relating to anyone else, except in the ways that it is completely indifferent, all right? So perhaps the best place to begin is by making clear that prayer is more about talking with God than just talking to God, right? So what, what you believe about God and your relationship with God is fundamental to how you will learn to talk with God. So some ask, well, why should I pray? Why should I pray? And, you know, come to find that people pray for all sorts of reasons. Some pray to comfort themselves. Lord, I'm having a hard time. Help me through this, right? Uh, and some pray to acknowledge that there's a spiritual dimension to life, so to maintain this connection with this divine within, right? But Christians, Christians pray for very specific reasons, right? And so saying that you can experience being in a relationship with God in the way God intended without learning to pray it's like saying you can be happily married or have a deep friendship without regular communication, right? And so there's four reasons, four great reasons why you might choose to pray. One is you want to tell God how much you love him and why, right? You need to say, I'm sorry, or apologize. That's for forgiveness for specific actions or attitudes, right? Three, you want to thank God. You're just grateful and all things give thanks, which the scripture says. And four, you want to bring a concern about your life or someone in your life to God and invite God to help. Right. So, you know, I want to ask, well, how do I do that? How do I pray? So let's deal with the practical stuff. You know, one is, is there a certain position I should be in to pray? Right now, you may have seen people bow or kneel or stand or walk around when you pray. God, God will hear you whatever you do. So choose a position that helps you to focus, right? Kneeling or bowing your head is a great way to focus your body and your mind on God. It is also a way to show how you how much you respect God's authority. But then another question is, well, what do I say? 
So I think you start by addressing God directly in a way that acknowledges the uniqueness of who he is. People will say things like Father God or Heavenly Father or Almighty God, you know. How you choose to address God will remind you and anyone you might be praying with about who you are talking to and what God represents in your life, right? Uh, the supreme being, the divine creator, uh, uh, the great I am. Those are all um, ways that we can acknowledge the uniqueness of who God is. Uh, and then some say, well, do I pray to God? Do I pray to Jesus? Do I pray to the Holy Spirit? And so I'll say that that's, I'm gonna leave that up to you, right? Because choosing, choose one and try praying to each member of the, of the Trinity at different times. Well, because they're all listening, right? If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is the presence of God living within you. It's the divine within. So you can address him directly with confidence that he is as close as he could ever be, right? He is as close as he could ever be. Um, another question that comes is uh, people say, well, who should I pray for? Who should I pray for? Now, whatever is on your mind matters to God because you matter to God. I'll say again, whatever is on your mind matters to God because you matter to God. So as you develop the habit of praying, over time, you will gain a sense of what things God is talking to you about and what he thinks is worth your attention, right? In the beginning, try not to get too hold up on what you hung up on, what you should be praying about, right? Because God has all the time in the world and he's far more patient with us than we are with ourselves, right? But if you are ever in doubt on what you should pray for, pray like Jesus, as we heard Dan who do the reading. Jesus' closest friends, which they call the disciples in the Bible, referred to the many focus most of his attention on, and they face the same problem, right? And so they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. Now, the result is the best known prayer in human history, what we call the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil, right? And so that's found again in Matthews chapter six, verses nine through 13. And so I wanna just go in and break down five lessons on that prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, right? So the first one is our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so you notice that Jesus starts this prayer by establishing our identity as children of God, right? And so he's stressing the importance of really owning this belief as a source of confidence that when you pray, your father in heaven will listen. Two, lesson number two, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, you know, it, it's tempting to start our prayers in a hurry getting the formalities out of the way so you can get on with asking God for what you want or need, right? Now, in contrast, I think Jesus here makes a point about placing God's agenda before our own, right? And he also uses this phrase as a reminder that what is true of God in heaven is also true here on earth, where we bring our needs to God in prayer. Right? Lesson number three, give us today our daily bread. So no requests, is too big or too small for God. But you wanna examine the motives behind whatever you're asking God for. So, so Jesus knows that when you pray, you often focus on things you want from God. And so he started out by focusing on God's will 
And now he encourages us to think about what you really need from God. So like you give us a day, our daily bread. We really, we need food because our body needs food to, 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 as fuel for our body to move forward. So give us a day, our daily bread is focusing on what we need and, and, and not in, on what we want, all right? The next lesson is around forgiveness. And so forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt tolls. And so, you know, forgiveness is at the heart of Jesus' teaching during this time here on earth. And so we find it here at the heart of his guide to prayer. So he first stresses the need to focus on asking God for forgiveness for anything that we've done that may displease God, right? Second, he reminds us to search our heart for any unforgiveness we might feel towards another person. Now, this is important because this unforgiveness is resentment, and we know that resentment is like a cancer. It can cause all sorts of, 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 of dis-ease and discomfort uh, of, of all sorts. And we've talked about forgiveness in, in some of the other conversations in the past and how uh, really forgiveness is a release that God gives you from the feeling that you may have around something that someone Maybe it could be something that they took from you, but more often it's that someone, it's the way that you feel in which someone has hurt you, right? And then lesson five is to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. And so finally, Jesus closes, his, closes the prayer by encouraging us to keep in mind that life is a spiritual battle and we have a very real enemy, right? The fact that Jesus closes this prayer this way feels like a reminder around how natural and tempting humans find it to stray from God's protection, right? So sometimes just reading this prayer slowly and considering each ideal is a great way to listen to God, right? So uh, uh, let's, let's just kind of move forward. Let's talk about ways to develop your prayer life. So if you think about someone praying, if you just kind of bring a visual to mind, what are you picturing? You know, for me, like I, I see this little, I see a picture of a, a little kid on the floor kneeling and uh, kneeling on the bed, on the side of the bed and uh, um, and listing their concerns or requests to God. Or, or maybe you see somebody just sitting silently. And, or you might even imagine, you know, I went to a, a Pentecostal church and we would have prayer meetings, a group of people all talking at the same time, making a, what they call a holy ruckus as they pour their hearts out to a higher power. But whatever you picture, the crucial question is, do you see prayer as a monologue or a dialogue? Do you see prayer as a monologue or a dialogue? That's the crucial question on developing your prayer life. So the majority of books on healthy relationships describe communication uh, as the cornerstone of a healthy relationship. Right? So most of them also make the point that the hardest part of communication isn't what you need to say, but how well you need to listen, right? So most of us never hear from God audibly, and yet many people claim God speaks to them. So how does that work, right? And so if you're looking for a formula to get God to talk to you when you need it most, you might be disappointed, right? But here are some ideas to try if you want to hear from him. Here's our insight plus application equals results, right? And so there's uh, three things that you can do uh, so one is to pray with a journal, right? And so there's a, a quote that says, thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through lips and fingertips, right? So thoughts disentangle themselves to get clarity when they pass through lips and fingertips. So you can begin with the Bible verse that stands out to you. And even if you don't know why it stands out to you, right? 
then try asking yourself these simple questions as you read that Bible passage. What does this passage tell me about God? What feelings, right? What feelings, break into your feeling tones, does this passage evoke in me and why? What thoughts or memories occur to me as I reflect on these verses? And then finally, what could God want me to hear since this is what he gave me to read? Now, answering these questions will help you reach a point where you can ask God how he wants you to respond to whatever you're reading. God wants to speak to you, and he's not limited by how good a listener you are. So don't rush yourself, but trust the Holy Spirit. We talked about that faith earlier, who lives inside you and helps you learn to recognize God's voice, right? So to show God that you're willing to listen, and he'll show you he's able to speak. The second thing you want to do is to take a walk with God. Basically, schedule some time to connect with God the way you would with anyone else you value, right? So, um, you know, men often develop friendships doing things side by side rather than talking face to face. And so connect, schedule some time to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with God. You know, be intentional. I'm at 6 in the morning. I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray. God, I'm going to meet you in our prayer room at 6 in the morning. Whatever that looks like for you, but be intentional around setting some time to schedule some time to connect with God. And then the third thing you can do is to pray with other people, right? So sometimes listening to someone else talk with God can help you focus on God, right? So think of someone you know who talks about God's tangible presence in their life. Ask them if you can pray with them, right? While time alone with God is vital to our spiritual growth, God himself tells us that when two or more are gathered to focus on him, something special happens. You can look at that up in Matthew chapter 18, verses 20. So if you're praying in public or with a, another person, remember to talk to God and not to the other person, right? And so in closing, I'll, I'll say the next step is that now that you know the basics about how to pray, all that remains is to start, right? The aim is not to become an expert on prayer, but simply to move deeper into a relationship with your Father in heaven. Now, for me personally, I say the Lord's Prayer several times a day as a basis, and I look to explore each of those pieces in terms of what does it mean in my life that day or that night, a reflection of the day that I live before, the day that I'm getting ready to go into, or as I'm saying in the morning. But as with most other relationships, the things you talk to God about will develop as your trust in him grows. Remember to listen to God as you talk with him. Strong relationships are not built on one-way conversations. So I'll leave you with this question. What will you talk with God today? What will you talk about with God today? And so it is. Mm -hmm. and so Thank it you. Is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot to to this discussion today. Um, a lot of comments came in. I, I showed them previously. Um, okay. But I know as, as you speak, um, you don't actually get to see them. Um, but just, you got some comments here. Well, thank, thank you, you from Rakita, right? Yeah. <laughs> People just amening as you were talking. From a Facebook use, user, just what was coming up for for them mm -hmm. from different 
points you were making and offering in your talk today. I don't know what that one is. Saturn's North Pole. Okay. <laughs> They'll have to expand. So additional <laughs> thoughts, questions, comments for Mark, um, your relationship to prayer. And what I really appreciate about this conversation today and on our anniversary is I think that it is a great reflection of, of, of what the NIA Center represents and who we are and what this particular uh, time of Sacred Space Sunday represents, right? Um, you and I are married. We are, are both, I would say, seekers. And yet our spiritual journey is not the, exactly the same. And right. the, the way, the lens with which we convey our spiritual uh, convictions and our daily practice of prayer um, sometimes is the same and sometimes different. And so, you know, that really gets to the heart of um, that this journey, while done in community and often done in institutions that are given names and traditions that have history, that are called this thing, that more recently we ascribe this term religion, uh, which is a modern day term, not a term that has always in existed in antiquity. It is a relatively modern term, this notion of something called religion. And so um, that you may may adhere to the, 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 the beliefs and practices of a particular religion and that that's where you find healing and that's where you find joy and ease and grace. And that's a beautiful thing, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so a couple of things that came up for me as I, I listened to what you were saying is that um, really the opening um, verse in, in the chapters that you, you chose um, for the subject of your share today, Matthew in the Bible of six through 13, and so 6-1 really gets to the name of our center, the Nia Center. Nia mm. means intention. And so this very first verse is really saying that your intention does matter as you engage in prayer and yeah. offers you to check your intention as right. you engage with prayer. And intention is something that we hold dear. This is why it's called the Nia Center, intention and purpose. And that it is this idea of being more intentional. This is my form of prayer of meditation. I, I pray in some of the conventional ways that you describe. Prayer for me is also done through me meditation, which is active in a very different way. And, and a different type of dialogue, as I shared in my meditation, where that dialogue is a communication that has no words, um, that is a vibrational communication. Um, it's, not a, it's not a dialogue in, in, again, the sense of an oratorical dialogue, but more a vibrational dialogue and dialogue all the same. Um, yeah. So as you talk about how do you pray the, the many different forms and formats, depending on your tradition, and what is alignment with your truth. 
but your intention to connect, to align with source, to have a dialogue, regardless of the format, um, as, as, as is shared here in Matthew 6, I think is a very, very important lesson. It's interesting to say that because there's a there's a there's a thought in this Christianity that uh, um, there's two wills. There's the perfect will of God and there's the permissive will of God. And many times as humans, we want to appeal to the permissive. Lord, let this you know. Let me get this new job. Let me get this raise. Let, let me find this 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 life partner. Let this situation be fixed. Heal this heal this illness or. Or take a you know, provide ease to this dis-ease. Um, and not that that's many times isn't the perfect will of God, but many times, you know, God may have us experiencing some things, uh, knowing that it's all going to work out to good for those that love Him, as the scripture says, everything works out to the good. But our humanness doesn't trust that. That monkey mind gets to work and, like, ah, this can't be God's will, right? It's, you know, like when Job was going through all the stuff he went through in the book of Job in the Bible, um, uh, uh, only to later just be blessed, you know, and multiple times of what he initially started with before he went through all those trials and tribulations. Uh, and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, to ask God just to give me what I need, the fortitude to get through uh, whatever the situations are. And if his will is for healing, or for relief, or to then let that be manifest, and if not, this for me to be able to trust uh, and know that it's all good. It's all going to work out for for good because I'm not. Another thing that I I would offer and add um, to your list of you know how how do you pray is also to trust that if you are coming in with the right intention, if you are ascribing to the other things that you've outlined, that you invite in the element of trust and that the, the God within you is communicating with you in whatever path in that moment where you're in that connection comes up for you, that you're inspired to know, inspired to feel, inspired to think, uh, to trust it. And, and part of the reason why I say that is that there could be a way that someone may take the messages that you've given today, and particularly the passages that you read, which I believe came from the King James Bible. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And so um, engage with that text as these. this is the language in this King James Bible. And so I must look at each word as that word is written in there and think about this based on the specific words and miss the essence, which is what you shared, the idea, the essence, the message that is being conveyed here. And so what I would offer is that the intention is not to over rely on the words, the specific words that were used, but to take away the message that is being conveyed by the words that were chosen. Because what I, I must offer as a theologian is that the words on the page are a human being's interpretation, just like Mark and I bring you our interpretations of the things that we're reading, the things that we share each week. And we ask you to give your interpretations and to share that in the chat. And that these things that you're reading are interpretations, but that the message, right, is still available, which also you then get to bring to that message, which comes up for you. And I say that because I look at the language in 
the King James Version for Matthew 6 through 13. But if you also take a look at the language in the New Oxford Annotated Bible, the words are slightly different. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at Matthew 6 through 13 in the Bible from the Aramaic translation, Aramaic being Hebrew, closer to the language that was spoken that time, a, a mixture of Hebrew and Greek, which is Can the you, language. Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, I have both of these in front of me. You want to and read so, the Aramaic? I'm curious about the Aramaic. Yeah, so the Aramaic, which again, Aramaic is a mix of Hebrew and Greek, which is more aligned to the language that was spoken in the at that time. However, this is a translation into English. There is no such thing as a perfect translation. There will always be things lost in translation. Lost in translation. That's always, always. Mark tells me something. I tell you there's going to be something lost in translation, right? I'm thinking a thought. I'm trying to find the words to say whatever I'm thinking out loud. How many of you been trying to have a conversation with a partner you have in life and you've got a thought and you're trying to convey it and something is always lost in tra translation. So that is fundamental, right? So again, to trust the essence, the energy, the 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 overall that comes to it and not overemphasize the words themselves. So Matthew 6 through 13 in the Aramaic, translated from the Aramaic. 9 through 13. So Mark, you might want to put up um, the King James version that you have so people can compare. I don't know if I have it. In, in I think you put it, you had it in the reading. So you have it up. Um, as a, so you can put that up so then people can compare what I'm reading now. Let me see if I can share it. Okay. Oh, you did. Yeah, in your basically you right there in your one, two, three, four, five, right? So uh chapter six, verse one, um, in the Aramaic transition. Be careful concerning your alms, not to do them in the presence of men, merely that they may see them, otherwise, you have no reward with your father in heaven. Therefore, when you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, just as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the marketplaces, so that they may be glorified by men. Truly, I say to you that they have already received their reward. But when you give alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your arms, alms may be done secretly, and your father who sees you in secret shall himself reward you openly. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who like to pray, standing in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you that they have already received their reward. So that's it's it's reemphasized, basically written twice. But as for you, when you pray, enter in your inner chamber and lock your door internal. And pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret shall himself reward you openly. And when you pray, do not repeat your words like the pagans, for they think much of talking that they will be here. They, they think because of much talking, they will be heard. <laughs> do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Therefore, pray in this manner. Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven, so on earth. Give us bread for our needs from day to day and forgive us our offenses as we have forgiven other 
offenders. And do not let us enter into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, I put up the uh, King James Version that you read earlier. Thank you. So similar sentiment, but different words. And yeah. so this is what I mean about an overemphasis on the specific words. Um, we're talking about offenses here as opposed to, you know, the King James, which uses um, yes. debtors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. so slightly different meanings. Right. And yeah. Just, yeah. And, you know, and, and you got to think about the time back then, you know, a debt, you know, like debtors prisons were because of debts, debtors prison. That's why they first started prisons because you owe people something you didn't pay them and they put you in a prison for it. And so um, uh, now, we know they expanded this more than just about debts now. Uh, uh, but they, but even though people would go to prison in this in the current term, they talk about paying their debt to society. So they're they're still that that phrase is still relative uh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's and that's where that whole spirit of forgiveness is. You know, what have what have I done that was offensive? What have what have others done that I'm holding as offensive to me that I can forgive for? Right, and that gets in the way that that willingness to ask for forgiveness and to forgive, or ask God to help you with with, with releasing that feeling that that power that that feeling has over you uh, is powerful, right? And you know, I, you know, I remember uh, I was doing some forgiveness work after several years of having this pain in my back and. Um, Focusing specifically on that person and the things that that I uh, was holding as an offense, as that released that pain in my back went away. I could walk normal. I haven't had that problem since, and that was I don't know, eighteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. So it's interesting because, like I said, even as, as I look at this first verse in the Aramaic translation, where it says, "Be careful concerning your alms." And alms uh, considered in that time is, you know, your charity, your giving, you know, be, be thoughtful of giving uh, your charity basically just, you know, to be able to say you did, right? You know, yeah, you're not giving so, it from right? part of, of a true intention, then don't give it at all. Um, whereas in the, um, the annotated Bible, it says, beware of practicing your piety before others. So similar notion, but again, slightly different being practicing your piety. So don't come off like, you know, you're super pious, you know, <laughs> so that others think you're pious, but, you know. So for those of us that don't know what pious means, Nick, you break that down? <laughs> meaning like that you, <laughs> that you're like all sadity, like you're all super religious, you know, you, you're the perfect Christian. You never say a bad thing about people. You've got the best ethics of anyone. You never wronged anyone. You don't have a bad thought. You just lead with love, operate with love, a pure love at all times, in all places, in all spaces, right? Your piety right? Your ethics, your morals, your values, and, you know, based on whose standards, right? So it says in, in that version, beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, right? Yeah. So trying to come off as some 
super uppity, you know, ethical, moral person. So others think of you that way when that may be inconsistent with your actual behavior, practices, and thoughts. Yeah. And it's so, like, that would be your reward. You want to be seen. So being seen is is the reward you're getting from doing. Exactly. So the whole, to me, the takeaway is, as you have so aptly shared, is, is regardless of the version, there's different words which have slightly different meanings, but essentially still saying that if your intention is to do this, to get the attention and approval and validation of other humans, then don't even bother because that's not going to get you any rewards at a divine level. That's not going to get you closer to that divine connection that will actually be transformative in your own life and experience and the lives of others. And so when you come, come with this, yes, this humility, this recognition that you're doing this for the sake of your own growth and development, your own desire to connect and not because some tradition told you to do it. Your mama told you to do it. I told you to do it. Mark told you to do it. It looks good when others see you do it. That's no reason at all. And it doesn't get you the results. Yeah, so this whole developing a relationship with God is 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 to me what is the found you that's where you're praying to, yep. to develop and to build on the relationship that you have, right? And so to make those what you say the the points of connection to continue to create points of connection with God. And as you do that, then God's will is, becomes less of a mystery because you're learning how to tune in to what is God's will and to be accepting of God's will versus uh, uh, asking God to change his will just to accept it and roll roll with it as they um what what, what did they say let the good times roll right just be let it be versus uh, working with the vibrations looking to change what is but just let it be and I just I, I I note the time but this is such an important theological point in the in this Lord's prayer. Um, and again, although the language is slightly different in these three different translations, which is not a surprise because what, like we said, something is always lost in translation and mm-hmm. it is lost l- largely determinative of the translator. Translator bias is a real thing. Um, is the, 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 the verse that deals with bread, right? So Mark, I don't know mm-hmm. if you have the King James in front of you, but in the um, annotated New Oxford, it says, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Okay? That's what King James says too. Yeah. Yes. And in the Aramaic, it says, where is it? Just lost it. Give us bread for our needs from day to day. Give us bread for our needs from day to day. So this is a reference, folks, to the manna story. That's what I was thinking. The manna from heaven is what came to me when you said it. That. Is this is an exact? This is is a reference to the manna from heaven. And for those who understand or know or have read or or are familiar with the Bible and the manna story, this was essentially the people coming out of the wilderness, leaving you know bondage and trying to find a new place to settle, but they were migrants, they left with nothing, 
They, they were out in an area where there was no way to have food. They didn't have access to food. So basically, like the Venezuelans who were sent to uh, Martha's Vineyard, they dropped them off but didn't give them any money. And they couldn't get to any stores. And so now they've trusted because the man told them they were going to Boston. And now they're here in Martha's Vineyard and they need food. And so God intervenes and says, I'm going to give you exactly what you need every day there's going to be enough manna for you just don't take any more as you than than it than you need take exactly as much if you got three people in your family take enough for three you got five take enough for five right and every morning there is enough for everyone to have exactly what they need in terms of manna and then the greedy ones because y'all know it's always some greedy ones will like well i don't know and they don't, they have a scarcity mentality. I know there's nobody in our community who would be the greedy ones because nobody in our community has a scarcity mentality. And we always trust that when God said God is going to give us, what does it say on your side, Mark? What does what, it say? What in oh. 11? What does it say in, in King James on 11? Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, and over right. here it says, give us bread for our needs from day to day. We believe it, right? So we wake yeah. up every morning saying, God has got us. Yeah. He's going to give us exactly what we need. Not for necessarily day, right? any more, but not any less. We believe yeah. it. But there were some people back there in the man story who didn't believe that. Yeah. So they tried to take a little extra. Mm -hmm. They got what they needed for their family. And then they put a little extra away. For the next day, just in case God did not show up with their portion the next day. And they woke up, and what happened, Mark? It was gone. It was, it went, it it was went gone. Back. It went bad. <laughs> you took more than was yours, so we take it away from you. Yeah. Whew, what a lesson there is for us in that and the story of abundance right. and that's why this provision is such a critical provision and in this lord's prayer and mark says it daily to remind yourself there's an abundance line in here right you are seeking to get that manna and trusting that it is going to show up i yep. will tell you people when you trust and you believe you do your part right their part in that story was to go and get the manna that was there. So there is always a role that we play. We don't sit passively by and just let the infinite light work and we don't have to do anything, right? We play our part. And when we do, it shows up. That has yeah. absolutely been my experience. But when we go to scarcity and we lack trust, it's not that our scarcity views are actually true. It is the scarcity view itself that chased it away. Yeah. All right, I couldn't leave the broadcast without doing that. No, I think that's that's. I appreciate the build on that. So, all right, are there any thoughts from the community on prayer, or any questions on the prayer, or the Lord's prayer, or anything you heard in particular? Well, we are so excited. We're waiting as, you know, as, if, if give people a chance to formulate their thoughts. We've thrown a lot at you. We typically do, but we don't meet that often. <laughs> we have been meeting for three years, so we are super grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. certainly you can reach out to us and uh, maybe you want to get a couple of different 
if you if if the Bible is your is your sacred text, maybe now you're inspired to buy some different um, translations so that you can pray on, meditate on 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 a message um, through the written words of different interpreters and see what is the spirit of it that comes through for you that makes that message most meaningful and most clear for you. Because one set of words may not do it for you, but the other set or the sets in combination may, may really be what you need. So other ways to, to expand your own spiritual journey. Mark, you wanna take us out in prayer and uh, we'll, we'll field any um, comments <laughs> if they come up. Yeah. So, uh, dear Lord, dear Heavenly Father, the Supreme Being, the uh, Great I Am, uh, uh, the Divine Creator that is uh, uh, the ruler of all that is, uh, the creator of all that is, we come to you to say thank you, that we love you. We are grateful for this opportunity to share and be in community for three years today. Uh, with the Sacred Space Sunday with the Nia Center. We thank you for the vision that was implanted and communicated to Naomi, through you, to her, who still will share back with us. We thank you for all those that are listening or to trust that there's some benefit of what was heard that will be able to be applied in their lives to create some, some results that are glorifying and edifying to you. So any that may be experiencing, Lord, you know, if your will is that they, they be healed, or comfort from any dis-ease or discomfort. We ask that you intervene and, and, and do that, that you uh, comfort uh, the souls that are that are discomforted at this time, or that you, that you cover us with, with your angels and plethora um, of angels around, those that are traveling to and fro, uh, those that are in situations where they interact with other people, providing service to others, that you, through them, touch the lives of those that they interact with, uh, that you give us guidance and wisdom on how to speak and how to how to live in this space, a place that we call Earth, uh, with other humans, right, but as divine beings, seemingly divine at all. Um, we thank you and we, uh, for the abundance that is being manifested, that is being received, and that will continue to be received. We thank you for opening us up to the vibration and the frequency that allows the receipt of those things that you've already created and that you already have for us. So we're going to pray and that and so it is. Amen. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, love donations expand the vision. So we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those who are able to join us in this circulation of our own natural energy yield. The next Sacred Space Sunday will be October 2nd. And we yep. look forward to seeing you then. Already in October. Wow. Yes. And don't forget your application for this week uh, because it is insight is great, but it is through the application of the insight that we see results and change in our life today, which is the mission of the NIA Center to engage, educate, and empower. Any closing words? No, thank you. Thank you for, for the sacred spirit. Thank you for your vision. Uh, trust her. Yeah.
Thank you. And thank you all for three years of beautiful community. And we look forward to the next three. And so it is. Hi, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> Great to see you virtually. Feel your energy. So thank yes, you for joining yes. us. Yes, ma'am. All right. We'll reconnect in right. two weeks. Tanja. <laughs> Lessons. Blessings. Blessings.